0: So the murals in the mission really like started speaking to me and I started to want to like help with that and I started kind of like just helping on murals.
1: That was artist and muralist Lucia Gonzalez Ipolito. This is Storied San Francisco and I'm Jeff Hunt. In this podcast... Lucia traces her life back to the stories of her parents and their moves here from the Yucatan and Chicago, respectively. Her dad found work painting houses, while her mom worked in activist bookstores and began publishing books as well. Lucia talks about being born and raised in the mission, always surrounded by her parents' activist and artist friends. She ended up going to an art high school up in Napa, which was where she decided to dive into the world of art. Here's Lucia
0: well my father came here from merida yucatan in mexico and Mm -hmm. when he was in his late 20s and um just really to find work i mean he he was started off as like a house painter and um
1: outside or inside
0: outside doing like you know a lot of like uh day labor jobs like Mm -hmm. that you'd find you know that they used to have on army street people Mm -hmm. waiting out for jobs like he was doing that yeah um, but he had a lot of skills. My dad has a lot of skills, like painting skills, and um, in Mex in Spanish, it's hierro, uh, like um, a metal, like uh, welding. Okay. And then, um, and and his family are, they're all Southern Mex- Mexico, all from Yucatan. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of like Mayan indigenous blood. Oh wow. Um, and. And yeah, and my dad's also an artist. I mean, he he was the one who like really encouraged me to start drawing and painting at a really long young age. Like, nice. but he was always like very. Uh, he did a lot of like cartoons and stuff. He used to work. He used to work for like Mission Grafica nice. and Mission Cultural Center, and he did a lot of like cartoons for newspapers and okay. stuff that he still has like he has like all these old archives and they're really cool and so I always like e- like as a kid I always used to do like kind of cartoony stuff too and then what, my what's his name his name is Tierso Araiza okay and um he me and him the first mural I ever did I like I was very intimidated I had helped other muralists do theirs but I was like kind of just scared to do my own and right. And so I asked my dad for help. And, okay. and so the two of us really did the mission makeover mural here. Okay,
1: got it. Uh-huh. And Do you know why? You said he came here um, to work, but do you know why he chose San Francisco over maybe other towns in the U.S.?
0: Well, I, I think um, that my uncle was already here. Ah. And I think, you know, he had like some, his mother was in L.A. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he, he first started in LA, like in his early twenties and then he came up to San Francisco. Okay. And And then
1: do you know about when you said he was in his twenties, but like, do you know when in time that was maybe the eighties or.
0: Yeah. It was like the early eighties. Okay. Like, yeah. Early eighties, late, late, late seventies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And my mother, who's a little bit older, she, um, her family's from Italy and that's um, why it's Lucia yeah. or Lucia. Yeah. I was wondering, I <laughs> was like, where does that come from? <laughs> 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 I hate that. They did that when I graduated high school. They said Lucia. That like, doesn't on the stage, sound I right. I so mad. No. But uh, no, she's, um, her family is from Italy, but they, my grandmother was like raised in an orphanage in Chicago. Oh, wow. Okay. And my grandfather came to Chicago at a young age. Mm-hmm. He served in like the military, the Navy, and. Um, and then she, she, you know, she grew up in the West side of Chicago her whole life. Um, but then, uh, I think in the sixties was when she was like in her early twenties. Okay. And that was when she got really into uh, political activism. Right. And so she really wanted to like. You know, sh- expand out of Chicago. She sh- so she chose San Francisco because it's such a progressive city, right? And it was at the time too. And um, so and it she-
1: doesn't snow here. <laughs> yeah, like half the year. <laughs> yeah,
0: that too. Dude, Chicago. I know Chicago is brutal. No I, li- I lived there for a year. And, and the summers r- are brutal too. really hard. I'm like, no, yeah, so to humid. Both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, spring and fall are mm-hmm. beautiful, but
1: yeah. So so it's it was a combination, or it was mostly the political culture. Yeah, that
0: drew her, I think. Yeah, and she um, she started working at China Books. I don't know if you guys know about that, but it 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 was like a bookstore back in like the 80s, 90s on 24th Street that was like kind of like an anarchist bookstore. It was like a lot of like you know communists, like a lot of Karl Marx kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. and she started also her own publishing company that like focused on kind of like Chinese and and a lot of other like cultures, but
1: was she a writer as well? Or? No,
0: she just did publishing. But okay. she's, I mean, she's been, like, kind of behind the scenes of a lot. Like, she, my mom's never been, like, a person to be in the spotlight. But right. She's, like, very much been a big part of behind-the-scenes political activism in San Francisco. And then she started working at the Middle East Children's Alliance in Berkeley, which, like, funds children's projects in mm-hmm. all over the Middle East. Right so, on. I mean, I think it was kind of like a combination of of my dad's like artist background mm-hmm. and then my mom's political activism that kind of made me like
1: who you are who i am yeah, yeah. <laughs> total. and it makes a lot of sense do you know the story of how they met
0: they uh well they that's got to be a san francisco yeah, story I mean, right san francisco's so small you know and i think yeah. back then it was like if you were doing art or you were doing activism you were super intertwined you yeah. know and they had a lot of like similar friends i mean it was like all the, like, old-time legendary artists and activists, they were all friends, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom was really close with Renee Yanez, mm. who my dad was uh, friends with, too. And then, you know, Joss Sances, Calixto, Juan Fuentes, like, Juana Alicia, like, all, all those people, like, were we friends with each other. So my dad met my mom through Joss, um, at, I think at mission grafica. Okay, cool. And, um,
1: in the, in the eighties. Yeah.
0: It was like the late, it was like, it was like, yeah, mid eighties. Right. I think they met. And, um, and my, my mom is like always been a very strong, independent woman. You already has, said Italian. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. She don't take no shit. Yeah. And then, um, my dad's, My dad's always been, like, this kind of, like, suave, like... He was kind of like a player yeah. <laughs> back in the day, so I don't know. I and mean, a little
1: bit younger than your mom, right? Yeah, Okay. a little
0: younger, yeah. Okay. But So they didn't last long, but mm. they hit it off for a minute.
1: And, uh, long enough.
0: And apparently, I mean, I didn't ask to know this, but apparently I was like conceived on Bernal Hill.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, well, that is your origin story. <laughs> yeah,
0: that is my origin story. Nice. Okay,
1: yeah. So you and you eventually came down off the hill. <laughs>
0: Eventually, I rolled down off the hill and and I was born on 25th in Alabama, and then we moved to, uh, you know, when it was Army Street and Shotwell, and and then 24th in Harrison. Like I've just lived in a five block radius my Those whole life. Those three places, that's yeah? it.
1: Wow. I mean, How I've nice. like, you Not know, moving. lived
0: in Mexico for like, you know, six months, or Chicago for a year. Right. I lived in New Orleans for like six months, but I've never really lived anywhere else for like more than that long you know
1: <laughs> i feel like the two biggest place connections to our podcast are mexico and new orleans really it just keeps yesterday it came up uh-huh. like in a podcast we recorded um i have no problem with that because i love new orleans yeah. I, I grew up in texas and I had cousins who are cajun and like spent a little bit of time in southern louisiana and, and new orleans and it's just one of my favorite places it out, was it was
0: super random how i ended up there my like best friend was like not really doing well, and she had a son. And mm. she asked me; she knew I was like working with kids, so she asked me to come nanny him mm. and just like be her full time nanny. She had
1: a job, and, and she, you went. she
0: was a, and she was a stripper on Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. And I start, and the reason why I ended up staying was because I ended up like being the artist for these strip clubs, oh, <laughs> like, right? Like they started asking me to do like logo kind of stuff, and I was like, like, okay,
1: it's a side <laughs> so, gig while yeah. I'm in New Orleans. Yeah, it was funny. Wow. Okay. Well, um, do you want to talk about any of? I would like you to talk about um, growing up in the Mission in the mostly night. 90s, yeah, right? I was born in
0: '88, yeah, okay. so the '90s. So
1: you don't remember the earthquake?
0: No, but but you lived I've it. heard it about it. Yeah, I right. heard that a, I was like at my nanny's house and a bunch of china, her china, all broke and fell on my head. And oh, shit. maybe it explains something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll let someone else decide that. Um, but yeah, tell us about uh, I guess first the mission, since that's where you lived. In the 90s, and then um, if you have memories or stories or impressions of, you know, any of the rest of the city back then.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, I mean, it it was, the mission was a lot different back then. I mean, it was um, very, like, much more vibrant and uh, packed with, like, families and Latinos and you know my mom would just like sometimes just walk me a couple blocks and drop me off and I'd like go to my cousin's house and we'd walk together to Cesar Chavez Elementary School and um, you know I I used like it but I mean while it was like a lot of families a lot of Latinos a lot of artists Mm -hmm. it was also um, scary at times Mm -hmm. too I mean there was a lot more like uh gang violence mm-hmm. and a lot more I mean there's still really bad police harassment mm-hmm. but there was a lot more of it. And um I don't know, I think my mom tried to keep me like as sheltered as she could and um
1: Do you have siblings?
0: I do but they're all on my dad's side. Got it. yeah he's the player but uh, <laughs> right. No, no, he, i really shouldn't let him hear this podcast. <laughs> so but that. growing
1: up it, it was just you so
0: yeah my parents on? weren't together and i mostly lived with my mom Got it. and she was a single parent and my dad um i would like go stay with him sometimes but he he would be kind of especially when i was a kid he was mostly in mexico okay and he would kind of be like back and forth um and then he I mean he like got married uh, he got remarried a few times and then he um ended up having my younger sister got it and uh, sh- her mother was swedish oh, wow. and decided to like up and move back to Sweden right when my little sister was born. So Damn. then my dad was like transitioning between Mexico, Sweden and San Francisco <laughs> and like trying to maintain As that. you do. Yeah. And I like hardly ever saw him, but, right. um, but when I did, it was like, it was always cool. Cause it's like my mom always had, like my mom was very smart with her money and her investments Mm -hmm. and she like invested in this apartment in Mm -hmm. the 80s -hmm. like you know and it was one of the few people that did that at the time I mean people didn't invest in property and didn't believe in it my dad didn't and so my dad, but my dad always had like, was always renting like really cool apartments. Like mm. when I was a kid, he lived on Guerrero Street where Catherine Michael's school is. It's like a pre, it's like a K through five, I think. And, and okay. Maria Luna, who is a flamenco dancer in the mission, she used to teach dance to the kids there. Oh, wow. And so she somehow got my dad an apartment in the attic and it was like I mean I was so spoiled because yeah. I pretty much lived in a school. Right. So I was like just with like, the flamenco dance. Yeah. So I could like do whatever I wanted. Like I just would like run around in the jungle gym and like yeah. hang out and then you know come to my mom's house and be in the mission eating right. whatever I wanted. Oh <laughs> so, man. I mean I had a pretty good life yeah. in the Should mission. Should we talk you know? about food? <laughs> I know, right?
1: I'm like I didn't eat lunch. Maybe we shouldn't. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, maybe not. The food, the food like. You know, I just, it was a lot different back then, too. You know, everything right. was so cheap. You could mm-hmm. get, like, a $6 burrito, you know. Now.
1: Shit, I remember three.
0: Three dollars? Yeah.
1: And the, like, I moved here in 2000, I remember $3 burritos.
0: Where was that at?
1: Over, uh, um, not the mission. Not in
0: 2000.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Nah, um, I don't ve- believe you. V- veggie burrito, um, so no meat, but at, um, God, what's the place called? It's across the street from the Safeway on Market and Church.
0: Oh, gorgeous. Casillito. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah,
1: Casillito. $3 in 2001. Okay. Yeah, it happened. Maybe. (laughs) And it was like, you know, the next year it was four or five.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, now it's 10. If you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, the mission was like crazy, but I mean, I think. I think I think in like my middle school and high school years, I think it kind of influenced me in a bad way. Hmm. I mean, like I was like bullied a lot in middle school, and then you know, I, I like you know, in in high school, it's like the, I mean, guys out here like you know, dogs, mm-hmm. and then girls are like try to jump you. It was mm-hmm. crazy, you know, and then so kind of trying to stay out the way but also like getting into trouble and not really knowing what i was doing but i think later on like 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 early 20s was when it started to influence me in a good way and i started realizing that like i was i wasn't like taking full advantage of my environment Mm -hmm. like i should have been you know Mm -hmm. like I had so many outlets of um, of mentors and right. and uh, you know like examples and I and I felt like I was like okay, you know I don't know what I want to do but like but I have this in front of me so like I, a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the murals in the mission really like started speaking to me and I started to want to like help with that and I started kind of like just helping on murals mm-hmm. and 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 feeling like you know, I, I feel like, and, and feeling like youth in the neighborhood, like, cause I used to feel like that too, like where it's like, you don't have, you don't have anything else. Like you're kind of stuck in your hood. You're stuck in, in whatever, you know, if you're in the projects, like you're just stuck there (laughs) or, you know, you're stuck with your family or whatever, but it's like, but we also live in a city that has so much art and and it's uh, and so many different kinds of art so it's yep. like you know I I felt like that was really important so I started working with youth and um and yeah and then and then um and then I started doing my own art and and yeah I yeah. want to <laughs> hear that story
1: like wait, were you doing art as a young person I
0: was but um you most... know like we all we all
1: had art class yeah or most I think
0: I was doing a lot of art when I was a kid. Okay. And then when I got into, like, middle school and high school, I think I got really, like, intimidated. Mm. And um, and then also getting out of high school, I felt like, um, well, uh, I felt like like seeing my dad kind of struggle. Like, I didn't, I was like, I don't know if I want to be, like, a starving artist, right. you know? And right, right. Um, and I started thinking I was gonna do something else, like go to like nursing school or okay. something. And but I was like, not me. I mean, I'm terrible at math, and you know, like right. I was like, what am I doing? It's boring, you know. Yeah. And then, um, and then later, like around I think like nineteen, twenty is when I got back into my art. And do you
1: know what it was about it? I mean, obviously, um, like a, like when we're teenagers in early twenties, a lot of us are like looking for stuff, and so we're trying different mm-hmm. things or like was it that was it just like you had to try some different things or
0: I think I just had to like do trial and error you know yep. see like what wasn't working and then you know I just I felt like I felt like okay like this, you know as as hard as it's going to be like this is what I want to do so mm-hmm. you know um and I think it's still like not always just what I want to do I mean I also was really interested in teaching so mm-hmm. I started you know, working with kids and, and at schools and working as a preschool teacher or after-school teacher in middle schools. And that also made me want to do more, like, teaching art.
1: Right. And um, Have you done that? Have you taught art? Yeah, okay. like,
0: I've taught art classes. I've done a lot of art workshops, and then I just kind of have incorporated art into, like, lesson plans if I'm teaching, too. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then, I don't know, and then I just... And then I, and then I also felt like at the time, you know, a lot of stuff was happening in the world and, and I felt like my, I felt like I was like, okay, mom, like I'll finally listen to you (laughs) about the stuff you've been trying to teach me that I've just been in one ear and out the other, you know? So I started kind of incorporating things. She, like, um, I think, you know, I was like doing, I was doing really bad, like in, in high school and, um. I was just, like, not listening and kind of all over the place. So my mom ended we up... Were you having s-
1: fun, though? I was
0: having fun, yeah, but, like, okay. a little too much fun. So my oh, mom yeah, was I like, okay, I'm going to send you to, like, a boarding school. Oh, shit. And it was in, like... In, and she heard about it because my friend was going. Her my mom My, my friend's mom sent her. And it was in Napa, California. Okay. But my mom found it because it was, like, an art school. Okay so uh when i went there that's when i started doing like um like kind of political art
1: okay Mm -hmm. in in art school and art boarding because they
0: were kind of like encouraging it
1: and was that high school years then or
0: yeah it was uh my junior year of high school okay and that was the first time that i really started making political art like i made this, like sculpture that was like about different political prisoners
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, and I remember we had to do a presentation on it at the end and all the parents came and most of them were white yeah and they and the dads some dad asked me he was like what are you not proud to be an American oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. and I was like oh Ooh. so I was like okay I'm gonna keep doing this yeah this is fun so. <laughs>
1: That was Lucia González-Sipolito. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, Lucia will continue her story, talking about the many murals she's created in the mission. Join us for part two this Thursday. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 130 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can like, comment, and share the stuff we put out. Find the podcast just about everywhere you can listen, including, most recently, BFF.fm's new podcast network. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. We love feedback. So if you have any, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.